Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. It's bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. Yes, indeed. Bonus time. We finished the regular show. Now we're sticking around. After hours and the set. Oh, man, we got drinks and everything. I'm going to have a drink. Okay, we're not oh, drinking. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so our guests on the Ben Jarofsky Show, as everybody knows, on bonus hour, we allow our guests to introduce themselves. So, guest, introduce yourself. My name is uh, Jason Grotto. I'm a reporter for ProPublica, Illinois. And, uh, yeah, I've been, wrote a lot of the stories about property tax assessments. And lately I've been... Uh, banging away on gambling in our lovely state. All right. Very good. Jason Grotto. Yes, indeed. I've had him on the show a couple times. He's utterly obsessed with property taxes, and now he's utterly obsessed with gambling. Uh, I say this in all due respect. You really are a geek. Uh, you take the deep dive, and you're not afraid to go where uh, nobody else would go. Uh, and you write these awesome stories, Jason, that really uh, explain how things work. Thanks. And so what I'm going to try to do here I, uh, is tie the two stories together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme, the overarching arching theme that I have is that government is searching for money to fund government. And uh, so uh, one way to do it is a property tax. Uh, that's been a, we've had property taxes around forever, so that's an easy, accessible way. It's already been always been there, mm-hmm. but that's always in threat of having a revolt if people pay too much. And so now uh, we're going, uh, we're expanding gambling uh, as a way to raise money. I guess there won't be a revolt when it comes to gambling. Uh, so we'll start with the gambling, and they get to the property tax. Okay? Sounds sounds like a plan. All right, very good. So uh, recently, the state expanded gambling uh, uh, in Illinois. The state house passed the law. The legislature passed the law. It was signed uh, by Governor Pritzker. And I believe your last story in ProPublica said we are now the gaming capital of the Midwest. Did I have that correct? Yeah, if all of this goes through, uh, if it actually all gets built, which I think is an open question, then, then, then yeah, we would be the, the gambling capital of the Midwest. What, you know, what we found is you know, right now, uh, don't quote me on the exact numbers, but um, uh, there's something called gaming positions or gambling positions, which are basically like the seats at a card table or the slot machines that are out there, both inside casinos and in the video gambling locations are called positions. So right now, Illinois has about 40,000 gambling positions in the state, and that includes 10 casinos uh, and about uh, 7,000 plus video gambling locations. How many does it have total, did you say? Uh, 40,000. 40,000. Um, if... Every game gambling position that uh, is authorized by this latest expansion goes through and actually gets built. Um, there'll be over eighty thousand gambling wow, positions. Wow, we're doubling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what does that mean in terms of money? Let's say they do double it from forty to eighty. So, what? How much money would they talk about be raising? You know, I. I 
that's a very difficult question to, to kind of get your head around. Um, you know, I think uh, what they're looking to do with the money is to fund a $45 billion capital campaign, to help fund a $45 billion capital campaign, along with the gas tax and other things. So we're talking billions of dollars. So now, uh, there, there, yes, the $45 million capital plan billion. is, uh, excuse me, yeah. did I say million? God, <laughs> I got my M's and my B's mixed up. Uh, 45 billion, big difference. Yeah. Uh, the capital plan. And uh, some of the money is uh, going to coming from the gas tax. Are they anticipating gambling dollars that they've not yet uh, absolutely certain? Yes. <laughs> Lo and behold. So, oh, so the, gam- the, the yeah. gambling legislation yeah. um, really does two things. My uh-huh. understanding is it does two things. First, it's the, the governor is using it as a bridge to get to a graduated income tax, which we can also talk about. Um, you know, right now there's, you know, budget issues with the state, just like with the city. Um, and, uh, you know, in order to fill that up, they're hoping that um, they open up these new gambling facilities and that before any brick and mortar goes in, you know, people are paying for gambling licenses. And I think that's around 170 to $200 million. Don't, again, I I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's this chunk of money that they're hoping to get them to 2020 through this fiscal year. And then as the revenue from those casinos and you know, they're, they're turning all the racetracks into something called racinos. So you have horse racing and, gambling operations and they're opening three more supposedly um as that revenue starts to come in it will pay off bonds used for what they call vertical projects so there was a law passed a couple years ago that required any kind of gas tax to go into a lockbox for roads because you know so they don't move the money around too much so the gambling stuff will help pay for vertical, you know, schools, buildings, government buildings, all of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I've been writing about video gambling, which passed in 2009, much like this law passed at the last minute. This current law was introduced and passed within 48 hours yep. on the last two days of a legislative session that went into overtime. So, you know, the deadline for the end of the session went into the weekend and that's when they did it. Very similar to what happened in 2009 when they passed the Video Gaming Act, which legalized video slot and poker machines. And just like today, back then, they wanted to fund a big capital program. Governor Quinn wanted to to have a capital program as he was going into the gubernatorial elections in 2010. That plan was called uh, uh, Jobs Now. So this one's called Rebuild Illinois, and this is the governor's plan, and he's been going around yeah. the, the state sort of, you know, uh, sort of taking a victory lap. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big question is, you know, will the casinos get built? If they get built, how much money will they actually bring in, and will it be enough to cover the, the debt that they, because the last time that didn't work. So we don't know how much money they're going to bring in. We don't in. know. Even doubling it to 80, we have no idea how much money, because there's the argument that, but I've heard so many uh, variations of this argument, uh, it, the issue is, will you cr- get more people who are not currently gambling to gamble by offering more slots for them to gamble, if you follow what I just said? Yeah, more said. gaming positions. Yeah, gaming yeah, positions. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I can tell you that the, um, the casino operators don't think so. So they were opposed to this bill. 
Um, because if you look at the numbers, since video gambling has taken off in the state, you've seen, I think this will level off now, but exponential growth every year in video gambling. It's starting to slow down. Um, uh, and as that's happened, casino revenue has fallen. Mm -hmm. And so you have this cannibalization that has gone on. And in fact, um, of the casinos that are in the metropolitan statistical area of Chicago, which is sort of like a, you know, demographers and businesses use it to kind of look at regions and population characteristics. So the Chicago one goes into Indiana and part of Wisconsin and, you know, takes up, you know, most of the collar counties. Um, I think there are now six casinos in this metropolitan statistical area and they've seen revenue decline since 2013 of about 12, 13%. That includes the rivers casino, which is the only one in Illinois right now that has seen continued growth in revenue. If you take that out, it's more like 17, 18% revenue mm. declines. So casinos are actually not doing very well in the state. And so the operators of the current casinos are looking at this from my interviews I've done and are saying that it's that the numbers don't work. So, um, you know, you have all these communities like Rockford and Waukegan and Danville who are, who are under the impression that this is going to be this huge economic boon to them. And it will probably, it will create some jobs and will bring in some revenue, but you know, the local towns are going to get 3.5% of the revenue. And if the revenues continue to decline and they're not stable, you know, gambling is tied to larger economic forces. If there's a recession, there's just a real question of how much money it's going to actually bring in and whether anyone actually wants to build these things, who knows what they're doing. All right. Well, we'll get to uh, whether they're going to build one. Yeah. Uh, first, let me ask this question. Uh, if the uh, current existing casino operators were opposed to the bill, who, what forces were in favor of it that propelled it through the state house? Well, um, we're working on some stories about that now. Um, but certainly lawmakers from certain parts of the state in the Waukegan area, Rockford area, down south, you know, most of the lawmakers are, are interested in, in, in using gambling as a revenue generator because there's this idea that it's pain-free. You know, you're not raising property taxes. You're not increasing the sales tax or income tax. It's, you know, it's a, it's a tax of, you know, like a choice, a sin tax, yeah. you know. And, you know, the fact is, is it's, it's a regressive tax. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a tax on people who play. Um, and the people who play from the research we've done are lower income people. You know, wealthy people don't go to video gambling parlors and put tons of money in, generally speaking. That's not to say there aren't any out there. Um, so that's a real uh, issue. And, you know, I think also Mayor Lightfoot and her staff are, are, were interested in having a casino in Chicago, um, you know, to raise revenue um, because the state and the city uh, are in really dire financial straits and they're trying to come up with ways to, to generate revenue. And the question is just, is it going to generate enough revenue to really move the needle? And are we going to account for the costs that are associated with increased gambling? So there's societal costs, mm -hmm. bankruptcies, other things that haven't really been studied. Yeah. And then there's also regulatory costs. Yeah. Someone has to watch the store and uh, who's doing that. Well, uh, so in other words, I'm gathering from your, where I was going is what, what a private, uh, 
uh, oh. uh, uh, interests are at stake here that we're pushing this. Uh, and then you answer by saying the public uh, interests, like the state reps who mm-hmm. are looking for money mm-hmm. or the mayors, the mayors yeah. mm-hmm. were there private entities or operators or wheeler dealers behind the scenes who wanted to expand gambling in Illinois? Yes, there are. I'm working on that. Okay. All right. And that's the story. He's not going to tell. He's like, hey, man, you want to know that? Read it and then get me back on the show another (laughs) time. All right. We'll hold off on that one. See, great minds think alike. Great journalistic (laughs) minds think alike. Uh, When you said something, I wrote it down. uh, Gambling is uh, Mm pain-free. And I I wrote wrote that down. Uh, I know you you literally don't believe that because... It's not pain-free if you're addicted to gambling uh, and you're losing your house because you're chasing a win you will never get. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about that, the cost to society of gambling. Yeah. Well, so, um, and and by pain-free, I don't, I just don't, I don't just mean people who are addicted, although those are the people who suffer the most. I think for government, it's not, it's not free. It costs money to have gambling or marijuana or any of these other things, because when you start to generate revenue from those, you have, you then carry this burden of responsibility to deal with the inevitable fallout. So to go back to video gambling, one of the things that we found in 2009, when they passed the video gaming act is they promised that they would increase funding for gambling addiction, something that Illinois has always ranked toward the bottom of nationwide among states that have lots of gambling. And so we, you know, did a lot of work on this. In fact, what we found was that the state spent more on addiction services prior to the Video Gaming Act than it did since they had passed it. Funding had actually fallen. The amount of money being spent had actually fallen. Um, In fact, uh, Illinois was one of the only states with video gambling that had never bothered to even study how many people have this problem in the state. And so you got to understand what these guys, this is what happens when all you do is, is all you're focused on is revenue and bringing in revenue. Yeah. You forget other things and how many lives, you know, have been ruined by this countless, I would assume. I mean, take, so we looked at all these studies, right. From all over the w- world. Um, cause they have video gambling in Australia and New Zealand and Italy and other places. Um, generally speaking, 2% of the population is going to have a gambling disorder, which researchers now know is akin to an, uh, alcohol addiction or a drug addiction. It's the same dopamines in the brain. They've done brain imaging studies as the, the more we learn, the more we realize these are all connected. Um, so say 2%, that's a 217,000 people with a, a serious gambling addiction. That's not even people who, you know, go off the rails one day and, and, you know, spend their paycheck or something that then maybe never do it again, or, you know, who knows. But the other thing that we know is that the more options that are available for gambling, the more opportunities people have, the higher the rate of addiction is. So that's an average 2%. And, you know, not most places don't have as many gambling place, you know, locations as Illinois. In fact, Illinois has more places to legally place a bet than Nevada because we have 7,000 video gambling locations oh. scattered all over the place. So, so you know, there, there, there are issues, and, you know, there's been a lot of studies done about um, uh, the impact of casinos when casinos get built. I haven't looked at those, but I know that there's a ton of studies out there, and, you know, that's going to be something that, you know, the Chicago Police Department will have to deal with and the Waukegan Police Department and all of these 
social service agencies and law enforcement, you know, as this stuff gets up and running, you know, that costs money. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so there are societal costs, there are regulatory costs or other things. And we've never done a cost benefit analysis in this state about whether it's a, there's a net benefit here. Wow. Cause all we do <laughs> is we get them before we ever get the money and we borrow it. So yeah. we take all the money that revenue that's going to be out into the future. We pull it into the present and then we go around the state and say, Hey, look at the great things we're doing. And look, the state needed to do a capital plan and hadn't done one in 10 years. Yeah. But now the last two capital plans in the last two decades relied heavily on gambling yeah. in order to fund that. Yeah. And the first one didn't work. Yeah. So just, just real quick, yeah. okay. there was a story last night on WTTW uh, and on the website, the Chicago casino is already behind schedule. They needed to do, they need to do a feasibility study under the current legislation in order to move that ball forward. They just blew the deadline. The reports due August 21st. Will it, get done by then? Will it be good? You know, so just like before these things never, the other point is, is that it never happens as quickly as they want it. They wanted this done in 120 days. Yeah. Legalized sports gambling, which soon you'll be able to do on your phone as well in yeah. game. Yeah. You know, six casinos, five racinos, the rules have to be written, you know, administrative rules, buildings have to be built this just isn't something that happens overnight. It took three years for video gambling to get up and, and running. And you know, the part that you just said, I wrote it down. I just, I a little delight there. Uh, you back in a previous existence, uh, you worked for the Tribune and yeah. you did stories about how the city of Chicago and the public schools of Chicago, uh, were forever looking for new money to mm -hmm. finance. Uh, they were borrowing, always borrowing, borrowing, borrowing. What yeah. you just said about gambling is, is so classic, uh, the way the, the mindset here in this neck of the woods, you have a new source of revenue. You really don't know if it'll bring the revenue, but what it does enable you to do is go to a bank or bankers or lenders and say, Hey, we have a new source of revenue. Lend us money. And they're like, okay, sure. It's not even banks. It's, 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 um, yeah. private money. Yeah, it's private. it's private equity fund, big, big funds that buy bonds for wealthy people. That's who buys municipal bonds are wealthy people. Um, and they want a, a, a solid, consistent return on investment. And because Chicago is a junk bond and the state is one or so notches above a junk bond, the interest rates that they can get on municipal bonds here in Illinois and Chicago are higher than most other places. And so, so it's a boon for those guys. It's a boon for those guys. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, uh, it is going to be paid for if, if, if the money comes in by people who gamble. All right, now, uh, you mentioned also that this is a, a, another form of a syntax, this is, mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned marijuana. Mm -hmm. I've long argued, I've been a big advocate of legalizing marijuana, sure. uh, but the, I've never wanted to advance. I used to, you're our partner in crime, our good friend Mick Dumpkin, yep. I wrote so many stories, and I, we, I, I would never, I go, Mick, let's not advance the notion they were doing this to raise money. Yeah. I, I would, I would, the only argument I would give for uh, legalizing marijuana is everybody smokes it already. It's unfair that black people are the only ones who get punished for it. Mm -hmm. So to eliminate that uh, inequity, let's legalize it. Do not sure. raise an argument with your money because mm -hmm. I think that's a bogus argument. The only justification I could give for expanding gambling, legalized gambling in Illinois is money. Yep. I, because it's already legal. So it's not like, you know, black people are getting punished more than white people, mm -hmm. uh, like with marijuana. It's already, and so now you're telling me that not the only possible reason I would expand it is illusory. It may not happen. It, we may not raise the money. And yet, 
we just expanded it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to raise, there, there, there's going to be money raised. The question is just how much and will it be enough to cover whatever we borrow? You know, will it be enough to help the city pension funds? Will it be enough to help the city of Waukegan or the city of Rock, Rockford? You know, the, those are the questions I think that are, that are um, really important. I, I, I would just go back to, Mar you know, just for really quick to the marijuana thing, because I was at your show at the hideout, you know, and that came up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the governor has been very, um, uh, you know, on point about the fact that marijuana is being uh, legalized for social justice reasons. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt that that's part of the, part of it, but money is also part of it. It's being used as a part of the bridge to get us to this graduated income tax. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, in fact, if you go and look at other states that have done this, um, arrests are way down, but there's still huge disparities in arrests. There's still, the money wasn't what everyone had hoped it would be in these other states. There's still a black market. So there's just a lot of unknowns. A lot of it's going to depend even with marijuana. How is it run? What kind of resources are we putting into managing the process? And we'll just have to wait and see. And it could take years to, to get up and going. Uh, and now in terms of, uh, of gambling, how, uh, is the, the, how did the state and the locals get their money, uh, from gambling? Like what's, how's the taxing, uh, work with the gambling? So for the, um, <clears throat> For video gambling, so you know, I will, I you know, I have to say that that um, the the legislature has addressed some of the issues we raise and others have raised. So they've increased eightfold the money going to gambling addiction, and they are now going to do a study. Um, how could you not after what they've, they've just done? Um, and and they've also put more money to, to regulatory. Yeah. So so they're doing that kind of stuff. Um, my understanding right now is that uh, let's take um, basically 5%, I believe it is, of the money that a casino will raise. It's called the AGR, the um, aggregate gross revenue or something like that. Um, the cities will get 5% of that or we'll go to municipalities and then multiple municipalities around a casino will get that. So each municipality will get a fraction of 5%. I see. So in most places it works out to three, three and a half, four percent 4% of the revenue from these casinos, which so take um, right now, the casinos that are out there um, rivers is the only one, as I said, that's, that's where revenue is growing. It's right next to O'Hare airport by all the hotels out there. Um, it's been doing well from, it's also the newest. Um, so last year, according to calculations I recently did, if you were to take, you know, 3.5% of 5%, right. Of the total amount, they brought in about five, 15 million, uh, to the local economies. Um, but other places brought in a million or a little over a million. So it's just, you know, how is that all going to work out? We just don't know. And what's going to happen when there's all this gambling out there in this Chicago land area in the metropolitan statistical area, there will be eight casinos plus thousands of video gambling yeah. locations plus sports gambling. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think we really know what's going to happen. And, and when you say uh, the state or the government takes 5% of a casino's revenue, which... For local, the state takes something above and beyond okay, that. Yeah, something yeah. beyond yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, well, whenever, when the government takes whatever it takes, uh, 
of, of casino revenue, when you say revenue, what you're really saying are, are people losing money. Yeah. And the question is, that's, so, how the, that's how the casinos make their money because some sucker loses his money. Yeah. It's called the house edge. They're the never going to lose money. Edge, yeah. Um, uh, and it's the same with, with um, slot machines. Um, they're never going to lose money. Yep. Um, so uh, um, I lost my train of thought. No, well, that's what, that, that <laughs> my mind a, just goes spinning no, out of no, control. No, I hear you. Uh, and and that, the point I always make when I talk about this uh-huh. uh, is that this is the ultimate regressive tax. And, and I always say this because if you're gambling... Uh, you're chasing something that you will not get. And the people who are chasing the fastest and most furious are the ones who need it the most, if you follow it. It's highly unlikely you're going to get it. You're highly unlikely you're going to get it, but the fact that you're doing it means you're pretty desperate. So, so I remember what my, my thought was that, that yes, you're absolutely right. And, 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 you know, dovetailing off that, what, what I think some of the proponents would say is, well, you know, this is going to bring revenue from out of our town. People are going to come to our town for the casino and it's going to bring that's what everybody wants right so when las vegas first started the reason why it was a boon for that town is they didn't have gambling anywhere else so people came from all over the country as more and more states have legalized gambling las vegas has had to switch it up they've had to you know they do shows you can bring the whole family they have the convention center and you know posh hotels with pools and parties and you know know what i'm saying they've had to to mix it up a little bit. And so, you know, are people going to travel to Rockford to go to a casino in Rockford to yeah. see cheap trick or something? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We <laughs> should throw cheap trick out there. Because uh, Mr. Nielsen from- is one of the people that's been shilling for a casino in Rockford. I see. Okay. And he is a cheap trick. Yeah. He's the so, so See the guy with the hat? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, you know, are they going to try, are people going to go to Danville or wherever else, you know, Waukegan, are they going to go there? And that's what they're hoping. Or is the money going to come from those communities? And if it comes mainly, and is anyone even going to be looking? If it comes from those communities, um, what is, what does that mean? And what, what kind of implications is that going to be? I I don't know what they are. I can't, you know, I can't say, but, um, but I, but I think the, the, those are legitimate questions right. to ask. Well, if, uh, if for what it's worth, had I been a state rep uh, in uh, Illinois, which is just unfathomable that I would ever get elected, <laughs> uh, I would have definitely voted no uh, on the expansion. My personal belief uh, is everything you said, it just said is true. You're just soaking the people who live in the town. Uh, and it's psychologically, it's so bizarre. We'll get into this a little while later. You people will willingly allow themselves to be soaked in a gambling operation that they know up front they're going to lose. If they have any luck, the whole thing is set up to guarantee, uh, Jason, that they will lose. And I, I cannot emphasize that enough. I think every gambler knows that. And yet they're willing to do that. But when it comes to paying a property tax, which is something they know uh, is going to go directly to a communal good, like a school or a police department or a fire department. That's when you get revolts. I believe people, I'm just saying in, in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago, et cetera, have lost their minds. I personally believe that. You can feel free to disagree with me or just not even take a stance on that because it's so illogical. What I just, They will voluntarily, willfully throw their money away 
chasing something they know they're not going to get. But when it comes to paying to a common good that they know they're going to get, they revolt. Please explain to me what the psychological uh, motivations at play there are. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I would say that, that the people who pay the highest property taxes, the wealthy people probably don't gamble very much on video slot machines and whatnot. They may go to Vegas. Some, maybe they'll go to a fancy Chicago casino if it ever gets built and, you know, every now and again. But for the most part, those are the people playing at a truck stop in Effingham at two in the morning. Those aren't the people, you know, playing video slots and poker. Um, you know, in terms of, of people think or hope that they're going to, you know, hit the jackpot. That's why they do it with the property taxes. There's no jackpot. There's no, <laughs> there's no spinning, uh, spinning wheels and sound effects and, you yeah. know, buzzing lights or anything. You just, you know, most people just have it be part of their mortgage. And I'm sure, you know, in the, certainly in the city of Chicago, a lot of those mortgage payments are going up because, you know, the property taxes have not only been increased to cover, schools and other costs under yeah. a mayor Emanuel, but now in fixing the issues with the property tax system, the values have also gone up in a lot of places, especially wealthy places. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to uh, the specifics of that because yeah. as I said, uh, folks, uh, Jason's an expert on property taxes. He was an expert on property taxes before he became an expert in gambling, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, but before we leave gambling completely, yeah. uh, I find it baffling that, um, the state uh, is just so willing to throw so much uh, or put link so much of its future to such a risky venture uh, in so many ways. I, I find this um, it's so almost painfully delightful, uh, Jason. In the past, there's been opposition. When I first moved to Chicago, okay, let me back up. Mm -hmm. When I first moved to Chicago in 1981, there's been talk ever since then of a casino in Chicago, a mm -hmm. casino in Chicago. And uh, generally, there's been opposition along the lines, well, we got to guarantee that the mob won't run the casino, okay? I didn't hear any talk about the mob. So while I was not paying attention, did organized crime go out of business in the city of Chicago over the last, so we no longer have to worry about the mob no, controlling, the, okay, did I miss no, that? There is no mafia. Oh, I'm no, sorry, okay. I must have missed that story that um, day. Twitter was down that day, so I missed it. I mean, look, uh, you know, gambling as an industry yeah. has undergone a, over many decades, a, um, a change. They've, it's become a corporate, you know, industry with a lot of, you know, political backing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's no longer, it's been normalized. It's no longer a dark, you know, thing for people. Um, and, uh, you know, I have no opinion about it one way or the other per se. Um, I have opinion about what government responsibility is if they choose to, to use that as a, as a revenue source and what they do with the money and all of that stuff. But gambling itself, that's an individual choice. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, but I think, you know, in general, the industry is, is, you know, mainly made up of publicly traded companies that are big companies, um, you know, very professional. Um, and so I think that's generally the, the view of, of the industry. 
Well, uh, they've done a good job of spinning people in the state of Illinois. There was no debate. Uh, you've pointed that out uh, in your articles. Uh, eight, over 800-page bill. Uh, I can guarantee you, in fact, I'll put money down on in Vegas with you on this one. Uh, I don't believe more than 10% of the state reps or the senators read the, the thing. How could they? It didn't, they didn't even see it until Friday yeah. night, you know, so yeah. I, I, most of them. Most you know, of them. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so now we have this enormous bill, and, and uh, it's, it is uh, so typical. You're absolutely correct. They're borrow. We essentially, folks, uh, use this bill as a way to go to lenders to say, lend us money uh, to pay our current bills. Uh, and that's how we do finances in the city of Chicago, state of Illinois. All right. Now, the other alternative or one of the other alternatives is go to a property tax. Mm -hmm. uh, and you made your name uh, a few, uh, I guess it was a year ago or so, with a series of articles uh, that pointed out the inequities in the property tax system uh, in the city of Chicago and mm -hmm. Cook County and mm -hmm. that uh, people in uh, poor neighborhoods were paying a higher portion uh, than people in uh, wealthier neighborhoods. Fritz Kagi ran. Uh, for office against uh, Joe Berrios in 2018, largely using uh, your research, your articles uh, as sort of the uh, evidence why people should vote uh, against uh, Berrios. He was successful, Kagi. He was victorious. So here we are a year in. Uh, have they smoothed out some of these inequities? Um, it appears that way. Um, it, it, from the, what I've read about it and I'm not covering it now, but from what I've read about it, the studies that have been done, um, uh, and, and I will say that the Kagi administration has been very transparent, um, in terms of how they're doing it. Uh, they put all their code online, for example, all the data, that's a sea change. Um, and they put up studies that, that look at, you know, the accuracy and in general, the accuracy is improved. Um, that was happening under Berrios before. Kagi came to office because uh, President Preckwinkle uh, at the county level uh, commissioned a study which corroborated all of our research uh, after the Barrios administration came out and said we were wrong about everything. And at the, the independent study actually corroborated everything. And then Barrios, to his credit, you know, his administration started making changes. So a lot of the valuations, I'm not quite sure how it shook out, but they were doing valuations for Chicago and other places um, before Kagi ever came to office. And so, um, you know, they have been, you know, working towards fixing the issue on the residential front. Where we are at with the commercial, uh, which is a different ball of wax, it's valued differently. Um, you know, I, I don't think that has been, I haven't seen anything on that yet. And so what is the, uh, what's the impact on the ground, if you will, in terms of what people pay? So, you know, I've been getting a lot of calls and emails and stuff. And, you know, people in poor neighborhoods are happy because their bills are going down and people in wealthier or gentrifying neighborhoods, the bills are going up. Wait, some literally going down. Literally going down. Yep. Uh, uh, literally, uh, are you saying they're going down or the increase is not at the same no, pace? No, they've gone down. So if a guy paid $100 one year, he paid 99 the next. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, and that's as it should be because some places were double the value of what they should have been. And in other places, they were half the value of what they should have been. So, you know, on the flip side of that, you have people, you know, and the hardest stories for me to hear are the ones of people who had been, who had been in living in the Gold Coast for 20 years. Mm and bought, got a good deal back in the seventies or eighties. And now, and, and, and were sold kind of a bill of goods by the county, by the assessor's office through multiple administrations that um, it was cheap to live there. 
that the property tax there was low. And now they're, they're waking up to find their, some cases gone up 200%. Some I've mm. been getting calls from people and, you know, you really feel for those people um, because uh, uh, it's just, it happened so quickly. And, you know, some have had argued that, you know, that, that this should have been done in a more deliberate way, a slower pace. Um, but that's easy to say when you don't have to get the property tax bills out, you know? And so it's just, it, it, it's a, um, it's a fallout from a system that was allowed to run amok for decades because it just, um, they didn't care about getting it right. What they cared about is, or were other things. Uh, and you see people call you up. Why do people, they, people call you up, their bill went up 200%. Why would they, why do they call you? Well, I think from what I can gather, what I think is that like, you know, you get your property tax bill and it's doubled or something and you're like, what the, you know, holy <laughs> shit, you know? And they're like, you go on the internet and you type in property tax Cook County and you'll probably come, our stories I will see. come up and then they look and they start reading and then they call and say, I've read all your stories. And you know, the, the people who are, who are hurt by this, or I shouldn't, it's hard for me to say hurt because they got a good deal for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and, and other people were hurting in the process or were hurt in the process. But um, it, 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 it's tough because these people want to pay their fair share. Mm -hmm. But it's the fact that, you know, in some cases it came so, so quickly that I think they're really, they're really hurting. And, and, you know, it used to be in the past, you, you appealed your property tax and you were guaranteed to win. That's, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. People aren't winning as much as they were. Um, you know, I think, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the vast majority of people in the past have gotten, if you appealed, you won. That was the way the system worked. Mm -hmm. It was based on appeals yes. that held property tax attorneys, many of whom are political people. Yeah. So, um, that system is changing. Will it hold? Will it stay? Will it, you know, we don't, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot more water to go under the bridge before we know what's going to happen. And the commercial part's going to be a big, big thing. Uh, and uh, so what's your sense of where uh, uh, local governments will go uh, in terms of depending on the property tax to fund government? Are they going to retreat now that they see that there's these adjustments that are causing people's property taxes to go up? Are they going to retreat from the property tax and look for other uh, uh, sources of money? Or are they just going to stick with it? It's, I mean, that's, it, this is what people in government who, who I feel for are facing. Where is the money going to come from? Because the costs are increasing. The pension costs are increasing. We have, you know, infrastructure needs that, you know, potholes all over the place that need to be filled. Um, you know, we got the schools that need to be funded. And so, you know, I think that's a big, obviously a big reason why they're turning to gambling and other revenue sources. Um, I don't know that we're going to be able to avoid more property tax increases. I mean, that's how dire the situation is in terms of the, in the financial structure of the city right now. And I think, you know, I feel, like I said, for the staff and Mayor Lightfoot's office who are pouring over the books and trying to figure out what to do. Um, but the fact is, you know, if you go out to some of the suburbs, you know, where the property taxes are, were already really, really high, um, you know, they're paying for gold-plated schools. That's what they're paying for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the highest property taxes are in the south suburbs, Harvey, Ford Heights. And that's not because they're paying for gold-plated schools. It's because there's no more commercial property, no more commercial down there. So the full weight of those 
government expenditures are falling on homeowners, many of whom are leaving in droves from down there. Um, and so, you know, Cicero, or not Cicero, um, uh, Cal, Cal City, Calumet City, you know, places like that are, you know, they're paying 20, 25% property tax rates. They have 20 to 25% property tax rates. And so, um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's just a, a lot of pressure, but can we avoid more, you know, in, in a place like Chicago, more property tax uh, increases? I don't know. I mean, Mayor Lightfoot has come out and said, you know, we're, we're going to have to come back to this taxpayers and say, like, this is the situation. You know, um, we have a, I don't know what the number is now, but tens of billions of dollars in unfunded pension liabilities that we have to pay. Yeah. Police and fire, there's a new law. It's going to go up a billion dollars in the next year or two. We already pay a billion dollars now. I think, if I'm not mistaken, all of the city of Chicago's property tax revenue goes to pensions. That's on top of borrowing that was done. I did a bunch of series, a couple of series on the borrowing under uh, former Mayor Daley yeah. um, that was done to put, you know, flowers on Michigan Avenue and, and build schools that, you know, and closing school. You know what I'm saying? So it's, there's just a lot out there and that, that when you say going. all the city of Chicago, I think what well, my sense of what you're saying is not all the property taxes paid in the city of Chicago go uh, to pensions. You're talking about all the property taxes that the city of Chicago, the entity, the yes. city of Chicago collects. collects yeah. So your property tax bill is broke. District. That's yeah, right. Or okay. the school district. Your property tax. That, yeah. So your property tax bill is made up of, taxes levied by various government bodies. So Park District, City of Chicago, Cook County, Mosquito Abatement, if you're in one of those, Special Service Area, CPS is one of the biggest. The city and CPS in yeah. the city are the biggest. And so, yeah, the city's portion of the, of the levy, um, I believe the vast majority, if not all of it, is going to pay costs for services that were rendered decades ago. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the pickle that we need to figure out how to get out of in some way. And, you know, that's where it's the same issue with the state. That's why the, um, the graduated income tax for the, on the state level, not to switch topics, but is so important. Well, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to the yeah. issue of the mm -hmm. fair tax and other alternatives yeah. to taxes. Before I leave property yeah. tax, uh, I have to talk about uh, the story that broke in the Tribune uh, this week uh, regarding uh, the Ricketts, uh, Todd mm -hmm. Ricketts, I think it is, uh, sure. one of the owners of the Cubs. Yeah. And uh, the tax, uh, <laughs> what's the word I want to say? Scam, dodge, uh, that uh, evasion, whatever, whatever the word is uh, that the, I got to give Hal Darty credit. It was a good story in the front mm -hmm. page of Chicago Tribune. Hal's great. Uh, and um, it, it, if I could give the details. Do you remember the details? I'll let you give I, the details. I, I, the, the, the sketch that's in my head yeah. is that, you know, there was an old building yes. that was torn down and he built a huge 5,000 square foot mansion yeah. and the property tax bill was based off of the old. Yes. So, yeah. So <laughs> what a scam. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, you know, I, I'm not saying it's not a scam, but I would just point out that, that, yeah. you know, one of the huge issues facing uh -huh. the assessor's office yeah. is, is what we call data integrity. Yeah. That the quality of data that's at the assessor's office is really bad. Yeah. It used to be Ben, that they would have armies of dudes go out, or people, mainly dudes at the time, yeah. go out and take pictures of places. Yes, that's correct. They would visit almost, yes. you know, and they take pictures, they would do sketches, and they still have those guys. But, you know, there's been budget issues at the county. Yeah. Um, I think under Berrios, they had to cut staff, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I agree with 
Mr. Barrios, that that was a huge thing they had to deal with. And so, you know, now things like that slip through the cracks or something else. But I can tell you that that's probably not the only instance of this happening. You know, it's just like with the whole thing with, with JB and the toilet, you know, I mean, was he the only one doing that? I find that very hard to believe. I think that was just the way it was done and nobody said boo about it. Well, we, we had fun with this the other day when we were in the show or the live show talking about, uh, we compared, I compared anyway, the uh, Pritzker, uh, uh, toilet gate, uh, <laughs> as we called it, to yeah. uh, Ricketts Gate, and uh, in my humble opinion, you know, this one is. To, it looks as though. Um, I, I mean, I'm, this is me looking at it. I'm not yeah. privy to the inner thoughts of J.B. Pritzker or uh, the Ricketts gentleman, but it looks like the 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 Pritzker one. It was like, hey, uh, we take the toilets out that we can claim it's uninhabitable. But it was actually like thinking through the process to get the break. Whereas the, the Ricketts one was, how do I put this? Uh, willful ignorance. If you, you understand what willful ignorance yeah. is, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. well, I could tell them uh, it's that not my responsibility. Yeah, it's. Them. I could tell them that my uh, little house is now a huge mansion, but you know, maybe I will quote unquote forget to tell them. Uh, well, and 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 in a, in an, an operation that's yeah. that's that's a, a modern operation, the assessor would have seen the building permits. They would have seen all of that, and they're supposed to be looking at all of there that. Would be so, check. Yep. so, so again, it goes back to a general lack of concern over many, many decades yeah. about how this office was run. And, you know, there's going to be some rough, rough go in fixing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and, you know, we're going to have to see how it shakes out. You know, but it has to be done because, you know, the UFC who we partnered with on a lot of those stories um, did a study that found a two billion dollars in property tax burden shifted from the wealthiest areas of the city to the poorest areas of the city. You're literally taking money out of those people's pockets over many, many years. And they're not going to be able to get their money back because where are you going to take it from? You're going to take it from them. You're going to take it from. So. So, you know, it it's rough justice, you know, for some people, but it, it's part of, of fixing the system right. and, and there's going to be some pain. So this brings me to this. We had a couple of gentlemen in the studio yesterday uh, who are political operatives for the democratic party. Uh, and uh, they were explaining how difficult it is to get voters uh, to sign on to a fair tax, the fair tax proposal uh, that's being advanced by Pritzker and the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And the argument that uh, these operatives have been encountering from ordinary, middle-class, working-class, whatever you want to call them, Chicagoans, uh, who would on paper be the beneficiaries of a fair tax, would be the beneficiaries of a system where we charged a higher rate for wealthier people and a ro- lower rate for people like themselves. And their response was, how do I put this? I'll paraphrase it. We know that when it all said and done, the wealthy will dodge this tax and we'll be stuck with the bill. And the operatives are like, no, no, look, look. And how can you beat that? That meant that mentality i can understand why people say that when you look at what ricketts pulled when you look at what pritzker did when you 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 know this whole industry is set up to give people an advantage 
and they take advantage of that advantage. How can we beat that mindset that the middle class will always lose, that the well-to-do will always win? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is one reason why I was very, I'm nervous about the, the gambling expansion and the, and the marijuana thing, because if it doesn't work and it, if it doesn't, if there's some issue, some bump in the road and things fall apart, it, people have just lost faith in the state government's ability to, to govern and to, and to manage the finances. I think it's not just uh, um, this idea that someone's going to get, I mean, the, 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 the idea that someone's going to get over on them, I think stems from a larger distrust in government in general. And that's because bills are passed in the last 48 hours and then stuff shows up in the bills that people didn't know about. And then we find out who's getting paid on the back end and, and then the money doesn't come through, but they borrow the money just like what happened. This thing that happened, and I'm sorry to bring it back to gambling, but I think these all tie together. The same playbook from the Video Gaming Act happened in this last one. It was held back until the last minute because only a handful of people look at it in the back room and the deals are cut. Then it goes to the floor. Nobody's read the bill. There's been no <laughs> real discussion of the bill. Oh, it passes at the last minute. And then there's a victory lap. And then we'll see how it plays out. Hey, maybe everything will be hunky-dory and we'll be fine and everything will get built and the state will be fine. But that's not what's happened in the past. And so if, that, if there's some bump in the road along the way, and now we have to ask, go to people and say, hey, and now we'd like to have a graduated income tax. That's the thing that, which, which I believe, and I think anyone who looks at the finances of the state would say that we need a graduated income tax, but you have to earn that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, there are questions about the way it's structured. You know, the, the, the super wealthy people are going to have a field day because they're, you know, if you make over a million dollars, it's essentially a flat tax. That's not how graduated income tax works. Like at the federal level, they tax every dollar yeah. at the higher rate above. In other this. words, the rate doesn't rise uh, past the certain levels. Yeah. Saying. But, 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 you know, like if I make, you know, usually in a, in a, in a graduated system, it's my understanding, like if the rate under a hundred, I'm making these numbers up is yeah. 5%. And then over a hundred dollars, it's six yeah. percent, and I make two hundred. My hundred will be at five percent right. tax, and then above that, yes. well, if you make over a million, there's no great. You're just a flat tax at whatever the highest rate is. Yes. Um, and I just think you know those guys are going to have a you know it's it's slightly you're pitting people against each other, yeah. you know. And so and the reason why they're doing that is because if you if you didn't have that, then I and I haven't run the numbers, so I don't know, but I'm speculating that if you didn't have that. Then and you had an actual graduated, you know, full graduated income tax that middle class people probably would get hit a little bit on an on a, on an, a graduated income tax. But you know, we all have to pay yeah. for what happened because we have and at the state level. I think it's one hundred and forty some billion dollars in unfunded pension liabilities. Well, it's it, eating up a quarter of the budget. The 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 <laughs> I mean, the most logical progressive way, as much as possible, put uh all the pension expenses uh, on the greatest group of people, which would be the statewide, would pick it up, and then have a real graduated tax. Uh, I mean, maybe you could do that if you got the graduated income tax first, but the governor is right. So what the governor has said is like for CPS, like, look, we can't. Unless or else we're going to get a credit rating downgrade. Yeah. He's absolutely right. He's right. right. Yeah. Unless, unless you do two things. One, you... Um, 
you, you you put everybody on there, uh, and then two, you really raise taxes. You raise a progressive in a progressive form, and then so you could prove uh, to uh, the bond raiders that this money will be coming in yeah and uh you know the ken griffins of the world the billionaires of the world are going to be spending more money uh but yes paying more yeah paying, paying they're going to be the ones that are going to fight it too yeah. right now. and they are fighting it. oh yes uh, they are <laughs> uh they are fighting it and they're yeah, they and they're will, yeah. uh it's so cynical because they're saying they're fighting this tax on the on behalf of people who would benefit from the program, if you follow what I just said. As it's currently structured, I mean, I think what their thing, what, what their argument is, and I, I'm not saying it's right, but what their argument is, is this is what they say now. What you're doing in a constitutional change, again, my understanding is you're just taking away the requirement for a flat tax. Yes. So they don't, the, the constitutional change isn't going to say, and it shall be structured this way. That's going to be done by the legislature. And so because of these machinations that are done on other issues and that have been done in the past, people are wary, especially rich people with a lot of money. Yeah. Cause they're like, wait a second, you yeah. know, I, I'm going to pay for this now. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not shedding a lot of tears for billionaires, but, but, um, but they can muddy the waters up because of that. Yeah, they can you know? muddy the waters yeah. up. They can say, oh, yeah, at the moment, the tax rate but will you know go what up. Else, rich though, it's also like, I mean, I hope I'm not talking out of school here, but like this idea that we're going to have a pain-free solution that the really smart, dedicated people in Mayor Lightfoot's office and Governor Pritzker's office are going to come up with a way, a pain-free way, to fix the deep financial trouble that the state and the city are in mm -hmm. without any, without people having to suffer or pay more is it, it's la la land. And it's the kind of la la land that was being sold for years on the property tax front. Mm -hmm. Your $500,000 home. Well, for property tax purposes is really only worth 300,000. Thousands of people knew that that was the case yeah. and they didn't say anything. Yeah much like Todd Ricketts. Yeah. Maybe not quite as extreme, but that shit was going on. Excuse my language. Yeah. That was going on. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I knew what my house was uh -oh. worth, you know, true revelation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there's so many scams. Uh, when we get, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Jason, I probably did. Cause I tell everybody this story. I was blissfully unaware of property. Tech. I own, I've owned the house since 1985. Um, ancient compared to you. So I've owned the same house since 1985 and I was really unaware about property. I mean, I paid them, the yeah. but it came out of, as you said, it came, it was my mortgage. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, out of an escrow fund and it, it may have gone up, but I wasn't paying any attention to it. I, I got a bill. I didn't even look at the bill really. Mm -hmm. uh, and then one year I got what I got socked. I, I think it was uh, 2004, I want to say. Don't quote mm. me in the year. I think it was 2004, 2003. One of those years, mm. I got sucked. And you could see, if you looked at my career as a writer, you could see from that point on a big change. <laughs> in, in your my, productivity. Yeah, <laughs> not my productivity. I was still cranking out stuff before. What I was writing about. Oh, oh, oh. I started writing <laughs> about municipal financing. Yeah. And it yeah. was that, it, it, it was that wake up 
2003, and I be, that's when I began to explore the scam of our property tag. And there's so many layers of scam in it. Like, not only do they lower the amount, but they they have this, well, you know, the equalized assessment mm-hmm. where the state applies yeah. to to cover up the fact that the, the the assessor has already lowered the amount. Like, why do you guys play this game? I remember I've had this conversation with so many assessor people. If you're, why do you bother lowering the thing to start with if you know the state's going to raise it with the assess the equalized assessor when they're lying? And when they're honest, they say, yeah, you know, and, you know, some people credit us, then we can blame the state. I'm like, well, there's great financing. Uh, well, and the, I mean, that we we don't want to get into the equalized assessed, uh, rate, you know, the the multiplier, but um, it's all a percep. It's like you said, it's a perception thing. It's a, it's ultimately a political thing, yeah. and this is the problem when you when you do sort of you know wonky public policy things with a political lens because you you distort reality for people, and then at some point, which is now, you know that things have to, you know, reality hits you upside the head and, you know, you're left with these really difficult. What do you mean you distort reality? I'm saying that people in Chicago thought for years that their $500,000 home could be taxed at $300,000 and that, that that was not a problem and everything would be fine and we would just, you know, skip along into the future and there would be no issue. Yeah. But there was, it. there is an issue, you know, and, um, and, it, and it's the, it's, it's similar to other things where you want to sell something to the public and make it palatable for them. It's easy for me to sit here and say, Hey, everyone's got to pay. I don't have to get elected. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, you know, a lot, you know, in a lot of ways it's, it's also up to citizens and to, to be informed and to understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> but when you, when you get off on the cheap, it's like, yeah. Hey, I don't have to worry. Cause why should I worry? I like the way things are now, you know? So Absolutely. maybe people should have their property taxes go up. They'll be like you, they'll pay more attention. Yeah. They'll pay more. <laughs> Let me start running. All of a sudden people all over the city of Chicago are going to dedicate the next 20 years of their lives to writing tiff stories because their taxes right. went up uh that's how it worked with yeah. me yeah. uh all right uh bef- the last question before i let you go yeah. um so what tax could you recommend right now jason grotto <laughs> uh that would be relatively fair uh that would be consistent in that it would not uh, uh vary year to year you know, with the fluctuations of the economy and that could help uh, our government, state and local, pay uh, its their obligations. What tax would you recommend? Well, I... <laughs> Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. The pressure yeah, builds. Can I get on the keyboard over here or something? Um, uh, uh, I, I don't think, you know, look, in all honesty, there's not one, there's not one thing. You know, it, it's going to require a lot of different things. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the graduated income tax is very important. I think we're going to have to continue to rely on property taxes. I have, you know, I was talking to someone, uh, I was in New York recently and was talking with a friend of mine who works in, in the de Blasio administration. Mm. And we were talking about taxes on how about, uh, out of state or, or corporate owners of housing. How about that? People who don't actually live here, 
can pay a little bit more in pro- if they're going to use it as an investment income. You I have like people that. down in uh, Inglewood and other places around the where the Obama Library are going to go. You have you know Goldman Sachs and a bunch of investment companies snatching up properties down there. Maybe they should have to pay a premium. I mean, there's a lot. You know, I don't know. You know, in other words, but there are creative ways out there. Maybe there is a place for casino in Chicago. I, I don't know, but it's got to be done right. It's got to be done fair. It's got to be done transparently and. Um, um, and it's really, really hard. I mean, that's just the bottom. Right, fair, transparent. Those are three words I don't usually associate with the city of Chicago or the state of Illinois. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe this will be the change, the start of something new and great. Maybe. Uh, uh, but I like that attitude about uh, charging out-of-town people more. Uh, Jason Grotto is his name. He is a ace reporter, investigative reporter for ProPublica. And Jason, thanks so much for coming in. I got a feeling I'm going to bring you back in a little while when that story you kind of teased but didn't get into the specifics because you know how reporters work, D. They don't like to show what they're working on, all right? Uh, but I have a feeling that's going to be another great story. We'll bring you back when Thanks. you Thanks. It was great. It was lots of fun. All right, everybody, take care. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.